Hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome back to Answering Questions from Reddit, and welcome back to Mental Health Casual. I'm your host, Lucky, and today, as usual, we're answering questions from Reddit. And for people that are new to this segment, I used to do three separate um, subreddits that had to do with mental health. In fact, uh, instead, I'm going to be doing one and kind of focusing in on that realm. Although a lot of these do overlap, I think it's just it makes it a little bit more interesting if we kind of stay on one path, and it helps me uh focus a little bit more in on my points so yeah let's go over to alcoholism something that i have a uh, pretty interesting history with but um there's first off there is a picture on here i just wanted to point out um it says six months of no drinking every day really made a difference and you could tell that they've lost a lot of weight and yeah it, it looks a lot better it, lo it looks a lot better like for people that don't know i when i quit drinking i actually lost about 30 pounds not i didn't change my diet or anything i lost about 30 or 40 pounds and it was yeah it was pretty crazy i went from 330 pounds to about 290 and that was pretty ridiculous i was like oh my god i i didn't realize i was drinking that much you don't really realize how much you're drinking but then also coming with the drinking a lot of times the you know when you're you're drunk all of a sudden you get hungry and then you gotta you go make even worse decisions oh let's go to mcdonald's and get a bunch of burgers or, you know let's go let's go to taco bell and get a bunch of tacos or you know something like that it, it's always something you know with, with drinking it always leads down worse and worse decisions depending on how much you drink of course if you're drinking in moderation i'm sure you'll be fine but um that moderation is, isn't exactly a word that i'm familiar with when it comes to drinking so um, I made the decision to stop drinking is the first post we got here. Hello all, since the COVID pandemic hit, I've been drinking a lot. My four days sober at this point, I realized I was simply making excuses each time I'd go through the detox process. It got to the point I could put away a 12 pack of beer. Feels like crap, the, the, I feel like crap the next day and I keep, and keep drinking to stave off the hangover. I've gotten tired of eternal anxiety and when I was going to be able to drink again, it wasn't like I couldn't stop drinking. I could, but I would make excuses as to why I, I could continue. It also got to the point where it's been affecting my work and family life. I work a job with my hands, and during the weekly detox while at work, my hands would shake uncontrollably. Not the most comforting thing when you're starting when you're uh, starting an IV on someone. Oh wow, that's that's pretty rough. Also, not the most comforting thing for yourself when you're drawing up medication for a mobile. I think I'm through the worst of the detox process. The hand tremors have stopped. I'm still getting the night sweats and nightmares, but those have decreased. I'm actually starting to feel like myself again. Now I just need to clean my house and get rid of the reminders of my drinking. I just wanted to put that out there as I've never been honest with anyone about my drinking. People have had their suspicions, but could never confirm it. Thank you all in advance for your support. Yeah, this is a very good, very good point. And as you were saying with the... Um, uh, what, where, where was it at? There was a part in here. Um, oh, I'd go through the, I got to the point where you could put, put away a 12 pack of beer. Um, that was definitely me. I mean, I could put away a lot more than that. I remember one night I drank 30 Coronas and I still didn't feel drunk. Now, granted, Coronas are weak ass beer. If you get like, okay, if there are drinkers out there, don't drink Coronas. Those are the, <laughs> Drink a Corona like you would drink a Sprite. So drink it with like a taco or something or like some burritos or that's where they taste really good. But otherwise, I mean, don't drink a Corona if you're trying to get it. it I, I know this is like this is, <laughs> this is the opposite advice I should be giving to people. You know, me being like almost two years sober now. But listen, if you're going to if you're gonna drink that weak shit, I mean, you might as well be drinking Sprite at some point. So but, you know, if that does it for you, then that's fine. Anyway, um. The other part about it, you know, I've gotten tired of the eternal anxiety, right? That is 
that is exactly what would happen to me. See, I could stop drinking, but the problem was I would be I would be thinking, oh, when can I get drunk again? Because, you know, life kind of sucks. You know, you're thinking about life is like, wow, I got to go to work again. Got to work this 40 hours a week. I got to do this. I got to do that. And yeah, it, it gets to the point where you're just like, dude, I'm, I'm I don't know, man. Like I, I got to the, it got to the point where I was just like, dude, I'm kind of freaking done with this week let me go drink and when you use drinking as that type of celebration as a celebration that you see i don't mind drinking as a celebration but when you use it almost as a as a celebration of getting through the terrible times of your life i think that's where it can become a little it can become a little problematic or when you're just drinking because you're sad that's like the worst um, but you know, drinking because you made it through a tough week, I guess it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be, wouldn't be like the worst, but if you have an addictive personality like me, it's the worst thing that you could really do. Uh, but just drinking in, in general is the worst thing you could do as well. So yeah, good on you. Good on this person for doing that four days, you know, four days is no easy feat, right? The first week, um, they, they typically say if you can make it past the first two, 90 days, Two or three months, something like that. Um, you you have a better chance of staying sober than somebody who only, you know, than just lasting like a week. I mean, I I don't actually know. I I don't know where that where that thing came from. But they said typically, if you can go ninety days, it's a lot better. But um, yeah, for people that are unaware, there is a pretty in intense um, there's a pretty intense uh detox process that ha that happens when you stop drinking alcohol. It's not like any other drug where you just quit it and you don't have like extreme withdrawals from it. Like the, the withdrawals are freaking in insane. There was a person when I was hospitalized who was detoxing in a room uh, next to me and he was just asleep all the time. And there are constant nurses on him like every single day, making sure that he was okay. Cause you know, he was just sweating. He was doing this, he was shaking. It it's wild how, how um, dependent your body gets on that. So be very careful. Like I said, you know, you, those, the, it's funny, those drinking commercials, like all the, all the drinking commercials and stuff, they all say like, Oh yeah, drink in moderation, please drink in moderation. That's actually like a really good piece of advice that I feel like people kind of skip over when they hear about like, Oh yeah, Captain Morgan drink responsibly or, you know, drink in moderation, D drink in moderation, please. If you, if you are able to drink in moderation, fantastic. You know, you get to still go, you know, you can still go to a bar, have a drink and, do all that uh, awesome fantastic good do go to you um but please please drink in moderation once you start getting blacked out drunk that's when the i feel like the spiral can kind of happen so uh what does it matter at this point is the next post i'm no better a person drunk or sober some advice for someone who's been clean a while now yeah this can be this can be, this can be kind of tough because it, people starting sobriety is not the end point of your journey because typically when you become sober it's out of a necessity to become better and so now you're pro now the journey because basically the sobriety is the beginning of the journey now the journey the journey journey is actually you doing something with your life that is productive or worthwhile to you or anything like that right so figuring out where you go in life from there is very key and very important you know so you know what what whatever it takes to get build that momentum i don't know getting a gym membership you know most gyms are open right now um i don't know um doing some chores you know i never used to do dishes back in the day and now i'm, I'm starting to do my own dishes and it actually feels a lot i feel very like empowered 
very strangely enough. I don't like to use that word all the time, but uh, yeah, there, there is something empowering about doing your, your own chores and doing all that stuff. I do need to clean, clean my room. I will be honest with you. It is a freaking mess, but uh, doing little things like that can kind of build the momentum and be the foundation for where you go next, you know? So yeah, I mean, you have to make your own self-worth, you know? So go out in the world. Listen, if you, th this is what I say, right? Any hobby that you take up, I actually would argue, listen, why don't you take that hobby to the next level? You know, why don't you keep, because people like to keep their hobbies as like hobbies and stuff, but even YouTube, right? That was supposed to be like, this is supposed to be a hobby for me. But then I was like, you know what? When I, when I ended up quitting my job last year, I was just like, you know what? I got some money saved up. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to commit to this, you know, because I like speaking in front of people. Well, okay. It, it's, it's, I'm a little 50, 50 on it, right? I do like speaking in front of people, but I mostly like speaking in front of a camera, not exactly in front of people, but I'm starting to get a little bit better at it. And as I progress through this, I'm starting to see results and it's actually raising my confidence quite a bit. I'm able to speak a little bit more clearly. I'm able to figure out roughly what I, what I would like, to, or excuse me, what I can say and all that kind of stuff. And I, I'm able to kind of think ahead a little bit more, whereas before I was kind of stumbling around in the dark saying, uh, 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 you know, all the uhs. I still say uh a lot, but I don't say it nearly as much as I did. I, I was actually just listening to a an interview that I did on a podcast. Um, oh, there's a num right there. But what was the podcast called? Bootcamp for the Mind and Soul with Claire Rogers, who, you know, we were talking about social anxiety and stuff. And I remember... I was listening to it and well, it came out recently, but we recorded it back all the way in like maybe March. And I sound so much more different. I sound so much different. Whereas there was another podcast that came out the same week uh, with have the conversation. And I sound completely different in the, just in three or four months of speaking on a regular basis and being able to articulate my ideas without as many us and ums. And you know what really, I, I I'll say this again. And I know I said it in my last it, no, not in my last, my, I think it was about a week ago or two weeks ago where I was mentioning Harry Mack. He's a freestyle rapper who is absolutely tremendous. If you guys don't know who Harry Mack is, man, he is a freaking phenomenal, uh, he's a phenomenal freestyle rapper. And he was giving some tips on how to get better with freestyle. And one of the things that he does is when he practices, right, he's a musician at heart. So when he practices, he uses that as practice. It's not like when he goes out on the, it's not like when he goes out on stage or out in the streets or out on Omegle, which is where he does a lot of his content right now, where he just, you know, he goes for it and stuff. He actually practices with like some deliberation with where he deliberately tries not to use certain things, which, you know, for people that have never heard him, he, he'll be he'll say these like filler words, which is like Harry Mack. No, know what I'm saying. I'm not here. I'm not here for playing, you know, that kind of stuff. So he'll say Harry Mack to get himself into the get get the thought in whereas and when you see him actually practicing you'll see him try and stop doing that he'll try to do that and he'll actually mess up every now and then you'll see him mess up a lot more in that when he and he'll just be like uh, you know he'll just stop himself from saying that word and then he'll you know go on from there right so this for me is practice these daily podcasts and stuff and then the interviews themselves are me getting better at my craft and that's really what it's all about so 
you know, whatever hobby you may have, maybe you're, if you're a musician or something like that, and that's, that's something that you're really passionate about, you know, maybe think about taking it to the next level. Maybe think about, I'm not saying you have to be like, I don't know, world famous or anything like that, but take it to YouTube. I don't know. Maybe do something like that. Put out your, maybe start writing your own original music if that's what you want to do. Maybe write covers, but write them in a different way. Make them your own. You know, do, do little things like that. And I know that doesn't seem like it would answer the question of, of you know, this this person who was saying, oh, yeah, like, I feel like I'm a, I'm a terrible person either way, right? So, but once you figure out your why in life, that's when you become a better person. That's when you start to see the progress happen. Sure, sobriety is very important, and I don't want to downplay that, but you really have to take the next steps after that. Okay, what's after sobriety? That's where you find your why. So that, like I said, sobriety is the beginning of the journey for a lot of us who, who can't handle alcohol or anything like that, or who can't handle the temptations of alcohol and can't control ourselves. So that's just the beginning of the journey. And, you know, the journey has just started for this person. So, you know, good luck with them. I don't know how long they've been sober. I know it says for a while. I don't know how long for a while is, but definitely best of luck to that person. The next post is, it's my fault. Hey, everyone. Years ago, I was sick, calm and cold. And my friend's mom told me about rum tea. It's a Caribbean medicine drink to have when you are sick to help you feel better. Rum, tea, garlic, lemon, ginger, and honey. It tastes amazing and it helps when I'm really sick. I was 19 at the time and my brother was 16 when I tried it. I like it so I like it so much I was drinking it every day. I started making tea for my brother to try it and he also drank it every day. Ooh, that, I didn't know where this is going. Fast forward to today and he is overweight, gone bald at 25. Okay. I will say this. I don't think... I do not think that the bald thing has to do with the drinking. I, I, I'm just, I'm just going to say that outright right now, but I see where you're going with this. Got into that. That's just my general assumption. If somebody out there has more medical, uh, maybe some more medical know-how you could probably maybe tell me, but typically what I know about it, it's mostly genetics that, that involve that you can be as fat as you are and then still be like, look at me. Like I have a lot of hair. And even when I was at my fattest, I was, you know, I still had a lot of hair. So, uh, got into two major accidents. One was alcohol related, depressed living in my parents' basement. His room always smells like pee bottles, empty liquor bottles, and ask, uh, and food bags. He does express he is battling with alcohol and basically needs to, it to stay calm or level-headed and other excuses. It's hurting my family. My parents don't want to do what he's asking for help, but he is not responsible. He throws his money away to party or to buy things he doesn't need. He suggests therapy and my parents are on board, but they will only do it if he pays half. Yet he has not saved enough or he has not saved anything to put up his half. He says he wants to help, but does no, does not, uh, does no action towards it. What can I do? I know it's my fault he has a drinking problem because I gave him the drink that he likes. And that's when the problem started. Any advice will help. I just want my brother to prosper and see what he can become. This is very interesting. I wouldn't exactly blame it on you. Sure. I mean, listen, you did have something to do with it, but he is the one that decided to stick with it, right? Give you an example. I wouldn't blame it on, I wouldn't blame my alcoholism on like people who gave me drinks when I was younger than 21. It's not their fault. Also, I didn't really start taking up really hard drinking until I was 21. So those, those were my choices. But as for things you can do to help him, you should maybe confront him. You know, I, I I don't know if you're the older brother or older sister. I, I really don't know exactly. But what I would have you do is actually have a really big, like, sit down with them and say, hey, listen. And this is where you can help and show him that you have his support. 
tell him that you can, uh, you know, this, this is of course, depending on what your resource management is like, but let's say you, you, you go up to him and say, Hey, listen, I, I want to help you as much as I can. And I, I want you to get as better as fast as I can, as you can. So here's what I will do. I will pay half of your half, right? So he'll pay a quarter, you'll pay a quarter to put up for the, for, for the, the, the therapy, right? Um, how, how old is he? Okay. So 25, right? So that means he is not under your parents. Um, he, he's not under your, your parents, um, health insurance anymore. Uh, for people that don't know, typically 25 is the cutoff date for any adult to be on any, any other person's, uh, uh, health and in, health insurance other than a significant other. So if you're married or something like that, so, but so it, it can be pretty expensive, right? It can be very expensive. Also, there I feel like there are less expensive options. There could be like a 12-step program that you could probably do. You could always check out that. There are also different support groups. I mean, obviously, I don't think Reddit's the best one for for many reasons. I think it's mainly just because when you're thinking about, you know, specialized help, you don't really think, oh, maybe these people on Reddit can help me, you know. Obviously, we're doing they're doing their best and they're giving you as much as they can and there are people who come from the same experiences as you. But it's not exactly the best way to find like a uh, professional level help. So yeah, I would say there are definitely some. There are definitely a lot of really good resources out there that maybe aren't as, as expensive as therapy that he can go do. Getting with a group of people that are like him are is really going to actually help him because right now he's he's around people that are quote unquote better than him. That, that that's really what people. That's hello what people think sometimes, you know. When they, when, when, you know, when I was around nothing like people that could just control themselves like, I mean, you know, I, you guys come out drinking with me too. Like, why do I have the problem? Why don't you have the problem? You know, you start to think like that. It starts to get very strange. But when you actually meet people, like when I met uh, JT Wahlberg, for example, I, I had him on the podcast. He was the person that I mentioned before that, you know, ended up uh, almost dying from, uh, from alcohol withdrawal or from, you know, quitting alcohol too early, like, you know, without any proper help, right? He almost died from that. And like, actually listening to him, like actually have struggles during the pandemic was really cool because I have a lot of struggles too, guys. You know, when I, so for people that don't know my market, uh, the, the supermarket that I go to, the beer and wine aisle is right next to the self-checkout, which is kind of funny to me because you can't even self-checkout with alcohol anyway, if I'm not mistaken. I know they can't do that in California, but maybe it's different over in Texas. But you can't you can't actually go through a self-checkout line with alcohol. You actually have to go through the regular line so they can check your ID and all that kind of stuff. So but it's a it's a shortcut to get to the 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 checkout line. So I'll sometimes go through there and I swear to swear to God. It's so surreal how I can remember, like I look at something and it's like, I can feel like an imaginary arm go out to reach it. Like, it's very strange. It's like an out of body experience. So even though my arm isn't going out to reach it, I, I imagine it, like in a split second, I just think of that time where I went to go pick up that thing almost on instinct. I remember when I used to go shopping with my mom, you know, she would be buying groceries and I'd be like, well, fuck it. I might as well get a six pack while I'm here. And I just grab a six pack and do that. And yeah, it it got to the point where I was just drinking every single night, especially when I was dude, when I was in college, I went crazy. I was drinking like six, you know, a six pack, eating a pizza, you know, getting pizza from like Pizza Hut or something like that and then I, you know, drink a beer, drink beer and then, you know, just pass out and snore and all that other bullshit. It it, it was pretty bad. It, it got pretty bad. And th I think that was right after I broke up with my second girlfriend. So, you know, I wasn't any any better or anything like that at that point. So, 
but you know, I was saving up a lot more money <laughs> without a without a girlfriend. So I ended up, you know, kind of just using it on bad stuff. Now that I don't have a girlfriend and I'm not using my money on stupid shit. Okay, I still use it on some stupid shit. I do, I do have one cheat day a week that I go, that I go freaking nuts on, and sometimes it can get pretty crazy. But other than that, I don't spend my money on really stupid things like I used to when I was when I was drunk and all that kind of stuff. So uh, going back to to this person. Like I said, figuring out a community would be a really good idea for for this person. You know, I I really I really do hope that they their brother does get all the support that they need. Excuse me, but as I said, therapy would be it would be good. Don't get me wrong, but I think ultimately you're going to need a community. You're going to need a community that it will support you with your with your sobriety and people that will be there with you like during your sobriety or uh, sorry uh, after your sobriety. Sorry about that. Uh, let's see. Drinking again, worried about withdrawal. I think WD means withdrawal. I've been struggling with alcohol for the past year. I've been an on and off. I've been on and on and out routine. Drinking for two weeks every day, eight beers, one 750 milligram bottle of wine, then stopping for two weeks just to return to the beer drinking. I will manage not getting drunk every day, but that always fails. Now I have been drinking for 10 days after a full month sober. I'm really sad and I drank again and I'm feeling it's getting harder to quit each time. By the afternoon, I start craving a drink. I never had bad withdrawal before, but anxiety and insomnia. But each time I think, wait, each time... I think I'm stopping. I get worried that this time I could have some bad withdrawals. I think I am not drink. I think I'm not drinking too much for too long. But sometimes I read I read some posts and I do get worried. This is the main reason my post I'm posting here. If some of you could share some of your stories and how and when you started having bad withdrawals, I would appreciate it. Thanks. So this is weird for me because I actually didn't have any bad withdrawals and I just quit on my own. Because I was mainly a binge drinker, so I would drink, but I started being able to drink like maybe three or four times a week, but I drank heavy. Like when I drank, I drank, okay? By I drank, I mean like I drank, I would drink eight beer. I was, so I would drink like five or six beers to pregame. A pretty hard stuff. Like for people that don't know, like a Corona is like 4.5 or 5% alcohol. Like I was drinking stuff all the way up to 8% alcohol, Um a ABV was the alcohol beverage volume, I think is what it's called. But I was drinking really hard stuff just as a, just as a, um, just as a, a pregame before I even went to the bar and then I get more drunk. Right. So even then I didn't withdraw, but I didn't have withdrawals, but I would say, be very careful about, I would say most likely you should probably get some professional help and figure out um i figure you know i would try and figure out where where the with i'd probably ask around a little bit more but from what i'm seeing what i'm hearing from you it doesn't actually sound i know this sounds very strange coming from me it doesn't sound that bad to the point where you'd have a withdrawal you'd have to be drinking almost every single portion of every day to have really severe withdrawals but as i would i would caution anybody if you're going to quit alcohol something like alcohol do it with some professional help but if you're do if you're like me that's a binge drinker and all that kind of stuff then maybe or then you know i would just say this right me finding uh excuse me me quitting alcohol didn't seem like that big of a deal to me but now that i think about it I'm like oh it could have been a big deal 
But if you are a binge drinker and you can stop for a couple days and feel okay, then I would say that you're you're probably on the right track right there. But as I said, try and figure out, um, try and maybe quit. If, if you have, like I said, if you have real addictive qualities where it's like you're drinking every moment of every day and you have, you know, you can't even quit a day without drinking, then the withdrawals are going to be pretty heavy because if you because you're getting so used to that sugar in your system, the the all the things that beer come or all the things that alcohol comes with, that it's going to become pretty tough for you to get out of. So uh, let's read one more, and it looks like it's a good note. 18 months sober. Hey everyone, I'm new to Reddit, but I just wanted to share my experience with you. As a couple of days ago, I'm 18 months sober. My entire life feels completely different. I'm no longer getting in trouble with my family, with work. Or with anything else, I live every day now with an op- with optimism and joy that I never thought possible. I'm incredibly grateful for what has happened for me. If I can do it, anyone can do it. So very nice. I, I appreciate you uh, you bringing that up, man. 18 months is a big accomplishment. I mean, I'll be two years in August. Yes, August. So yeah, it's it's really awesome. And you know, for people out there that are, like I said, I want to I want to put this out there. If you are okay with having a drink or two, don't worry about it. But like when you hear me talk about alcohol, you'll probably hear me talk about it like it's a fucking devil because to me it is. But everybody's got their own enemies in life, right? Maybe to you, your enemy is, I don't know, chocolate. I freaking hate chocolate. So I, it's not my enemy, right? I don't, like, I, like, you know, maybe to you, the reason why you can't get thin is because you eat too much chocolate cake. I don't like chocolate cake. It's not a bit that big of a deal to me, right? But and then where other whereas other people can eat like a little bit of chocolate and like, all right, cool. I'll save the I'll eat a little bit of this today. I'll eat a little bit of this tomorrow. I'll eat a little bit, you know, all that kind of shit. Right. Whereas I'm pretty extreme with most of my thinking. Right. If I'm going to eat if I see a cheesecake, I'm going to eat like half that some bitch right away. You know, it's going to happen. So if you are somebody out there, I just want to remind everybody, if you are somebody out there that smokes weed, that drinks and all that kind of stuff, the things that I've quit. And you're absolutely fine. You're nothing's wrong with your life, and you seem to be doing well. Then, by all means, keep doing what you're doing. Don't, uh, you know, please listen to what I have to say, just in case anything does happen, or in case you have any friends, because there are, you know, chances are if you are smoking or you are drinking, you're probably going to find somebody that maybe won't be able to. it, It will fit my description more than likely at some point in your life. So, you know, it's always good to be equipped with these ideas, but. It's always important as well for people like me, especially to not use it as a bias to, um, you know, to judge people that maybe drink on pretty rare occasions or to judge people that just drink in general. So as always, guys, don't forget, you can check out all things casual in the link tree in the description box down below. Also, if you'd like to email me, you can email me at mentalhealthcasual at gmail.com. Also, if you'd like to check out Harry Mack, um, I'll just put a link to his channel, but um, his that masterclass one that I was telling you about is on his Clips channel. But uh, he's just an awesome rapper artist, anyway. So you know, wish I, I you know he's he's doing awesome things right now. So if you want to go check him out, that's all good too. So as always, guys, don't forget to keep it casual.